The message today is called Living in Peace. And as we start the message, the first thing I need to ask you is, what does living in peace look like to you? When we say those words, maybe all kinds of things run through your mind. Maybe you're thinking of holidays in Hawaii. Or maybe you're thinking a cabin with a little lake and nobody but me. I don't know what goes through your mind. A cruise. Just think about it. What is peace? My husband and kids going somewhere and I have the place to myself. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. Living in peace. What does it really mean? Most of us understand the word peace. And we kind of can think of some opposites of what it is and isn't. But when I think about living in peace, it reminds me of a story I heard one time. And it was a story about a pilot, a missionary pilot who was flying supplies to missionaries. And he had a plane load of supplies and he ended up getting off course and crashing. And he crashed on an uninhabited island. Nobody there, but he had a ton of supplies with his plane. And so he thought, well, they're going to find me at some point. i got to survive. And a year later, they found him. And when they went and they came, they were just shocked. Like, he goes, well, I had to be busy and I had tools. He said, oh, there's buildings. What's that building? He said, oh, that's my house. I always wanted a house out of logs. And, you know, he had put trees. He had a beautiful house. Then there was another structure. What's that? Well, you know I am a believer. That's where I go to church. They're like, wow. And they looked over on the other side of the island and they said, what's that beautiful structure? That is where I used to go to church. (laughs) I don't think about that for a minute. He was the entire congregation and the preacher. (laughs) And he switched churches. You see, peace... Peace begins inside of you and I. And we're going to start the message today going there because there can be no peace if people don't have it inside first. Colossians 3 verse 12 says this, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercies, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. We are called to let peace rule. You see, in us, there's the ability to be angry, to be uh, overwhelmed. There's all kinds of things, but he says, let peace rule. In other words, let peace be on top of it all. Peace. We are called to live in peace, and we are called to have peace rule in us. And where does that peace come from? Christ, Jesus. You see, you can't fabricate peace. You can't make believe peace. You can't say peace, peace, peace long enough and have it. It comes from Christ. 
And where there is no peace, guaranteed we have pushed aside the love of Christ, the presence of Christ, and peace no longer rules. And most of you can think of times when there is no peace. Maybe some of you are feeling that even now. But I want to tell you this and make it clear. Peace begins in you and I. And peace for homes begins in the leaders of the home. If there is no peace in your home, you can blame the teenager if you want or the three-year-old. I have all, so I can just throw out anything. You can blame the spouse. But true peace in the home begins with the leaders of the home. And men, that starts with you and Ladies who are married, wives, you're the next one. Peace in the home begins with the leaders of the home. Peace in a business begins with the leaders of the business. If you work in a place that's chaotic and no peace, you can go up the ladder of who's in charge and you'll find out there's a lack of peace internally somewhere. Because when there's peace in leadership, it flows down. When there's a leader who chooses to strive for peace rather than conflict and chaos, peace will come. And people who don't like peace won't continue working under a leader who wants peace. They'll cause enough trouble that the leader has to say, adios. Don't worry, we're not talking about here. (laughs) Be calm, everybody, you're all right. This is church. Everybody's welcome, but we want to help you. We want to give you peace internally. We want to see you blessed. You see, peace in communities and nations begins in the hearts of the nation's leaders. So choose leaders who understand God's peace and your nation will have peace. Proverbs 16, 7 says, When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Think about that for a minute. You become a person of peace internally. The turmoil in you gets dealt with. You strive for peace. You plant seeds of peace. You say, in our home, in this business, in this church, there will be peace. And even your enemies will be at peace with you. That's a cool thing. Did you know that's what God wants us to be like? Somebody's angry at you and upset. They have a visit with you and they can't believe how peaceful they feel. Why? Because you choose peace. Did you know there's a verse that says a soft answer turns away wrath. Wrath is the greatest anger possible when you read the different words used for it in scripture. Wrath is, I'm so mad at you, I want to destroy you. And a soft answer can deal with it. But a person has to be filled with peace to do that. If you're not filled with peace and someone's lipping you off, you're going to give it right back. And then they're going to give it back, and then they're going to give it back. But you get the picture. Peace begins in you and I. You want peace in your marriage relationship? How's your inner peace? Well, it's all his fault. It's all her fault. If those words are coming out, there's a lack of peace right here. I found that out. It takes two to tangle. Or tango, or however they say that. (laughs) It takes two. And the minute we try to blame the other completely is the minute there will be no change. 
Because that's a way of saying, I don't need to do anything. And if both parties in a marriage say they don't need to do anything, guess what? It is going to stay the same until it finally falls apart. Well, that was really negative. That was straight up truth. And I found something out that truth sets people free. Because when you receive the truth, now you can do something about it. James 3 verse 10. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruits of good deeds. It shows no favoritism. It is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. I didn't give you the first part of that scripture. It talks about how anger and wrath and fighting are devilish. I give you the positive side. The good stuff is this. Peace loving, gentle. You want peace? Learn to be gentle. This picture is coming to me. Some of you maybe had pets. Anybody here had a dog when they were young? Those of you who've had a dog as a pet, and maybe you've seen other families with dogs as pets, when you are gentle with a pet, the pet is also typically gentle. If you give a pet to a child who's rough and slams it and kicks it, the pet will not be a gentle pet. They will probably be an angry pet and a pet that defends themselves and a pet that's... But when you're gentle, what happens back? This is true in life as well. This is true in relationships. This is true in everything we do. You and I have the ability to be peaceful and bring peace to those around us if we choose. Interestingly, in Scripture, the very gospel that we are told to preach to the world is called the gospel of peace. How do you give a gospel of peace if you don't feel peace internally? Church, we got to deal with us first. Mark 16, 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Well, what did he mean by gospel? First of all, gospel literally means good news. Did you know good news brings peace to people? Joy? What's a great way to have turmoil and be like, oh, bad news. But this is the gospel. This is good news. You want to bring peace to lives? Find some good news to tell people. Find some good news to tell your spouse. It will bring peace. Matthew 24, 14, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. The gospel you and I, the good news that you and I are supposed to share, is supposed to go out over all the world, and it is called the good news. Romans 10, 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed, and how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. 
who bring glad tidings of good things. Good news of peace, glad tidings of good things. I can tell you how to bring some peace in relationships, find out some good stuff to talk about. If every time you get together you're talking about the garbage or what's not working or the problems, you will not have peace. Did you know just rehashing all the problems doesn't fix them? Oh boy. Just talking about them more, finding who to blame more, doesn't fix the problem. You know what fixes the problem? Finding solutions to fix the problem. But if you spend all your time only talking about what's wrong and not working, there won't be peace. Peace comes from talking about good things, joyful things, glad tidings. What can you find in your relationship to talk about that cause both of you to have joy? You want peaceful relationships with your mom, don't you? Anybody want a peaceful relationship? Is, is every mom relationship peaceful? Maybe it is. You want peaceful relationships with your mother-in-law? Okay, yes, you do. You want peaceful relationships with your dad? Maybe some have a great relationship with mom, but not with dad. Because always with dad, it's what's wrong and what's not working. Maybe that's dad's fault, but hey, I got some good news. Go to dad with some good news. Start the conversation with something that you both can enjoy. You and I are called to peace. The gospel of peace, what does that actually mean? Good news. The word peace has a lot of words that fit in it. Here's some of them from the concordance. So it is the good news of harmony. Oh, you know, together. I can't actually do two at the same time, but you get the picture. It flows together. Harmony, quietness, rest, safety, welfare, health. Yeah, you want turmoil? Ongoing sickness can bring a lot of turmoil, can't it? Health is a word for peace. The lack of strife and also being reconciled in our relationships, especially with the Heavenly Father. Those are all words for peace. Now for some, maybe it helps us to get a good feel of the definition when you go to the opposite side. Because sometimes we've just been so long in the opposite, we need to know what do we do different. You see, the opposite of peace is bad news, disunity, chaos, fear, sickness, strife, broken relationships. That's the opposite of peace. You see, the opposite of peace isn't just unpeace. The opposite of peace is whatever brings you turmoil. Whatever causes a war to be going on in you. The opposite of peace as a picture that you might be able to see is if you were looking in your yard and the trees are looking beautiful, the sun is shining, it's a calm day, and you're out there sipping lemonade. That's peace. The opposite of that would be you're out there trying to get back in your house because a tornado is ripping down your tree going through your yard. Who wants peace? I do. Now, in that picture, it's out of your control. But guess what, church? You have a say what happens in places and things that God puts you in charge of, starting with you. Do you know there are some people who have a tornado going on 
inside. Tornado going on in their minds and in their spirit. It's not okay. And peace needs to come. Because for you, no matter what situation you go in, there will not be peace if you don't deal with it here. Peace. It begins in you and I, and it works out from there. You see, we're called to spread the good news of peace, but you can't give something out that you don't have. You might be called to go and feed people, but if you don't have food to feed them, you can put on a good show and hand out empty plates. We're called to give out good news of peace. Do we have it? We went through a season a few years back where it seemed like a lot of people lost their peace with governments and controls and what's going on. But we were still called to spread good news and peace. Some had to fight to keep it, didn't they? Lord, give me peace. Can you spread it? Because I tell you what, there's a world out there longing for inner peace and, yes, outer peace. You and I have the ability to have it and to give it. You see, you can choose to let the tornado take off in you or you can stop it. You can stop it in the name of Jesus. You can stop where your thoughts are going or you can choose to let that tornado go. The problem is someone with no peace that continually allows the tornado to go begins to become lonely because people don't want to deal with your tornado. I don't know where this is going. This, this is not in my notes, but somebody needs to hear this. God wants to set you free today from that tornado. You see, when those disciples were in that boat out on the sea and there was a huge storm, they thought they were going under. They were going to die. In their minds, it was all over. It looked like it on the outward. There was a storm. The waves were about to sink the boat. And Jesus is asleep in the boat. They're like, Jesus, wake up. We're about to die. And Jesus said, why are you fearful? Where's your faith? You see, he had told them a little while ago, we're going to the other side. Not we're going to go to the middle and drown. We're going to the other side. If he said it, you're going. The only thing that can stop you is fear and turmoil in here and you being unwilling to continue. If he said go, you go. I don't want to use the term attitude is everything, but a bad attitude will cut you, stop you short over and over and over again. A good attitude, it will take you where you need to go. You ever worked in a job with someone with a really bad attitude? After a while, you're like, Lord, please find them a different job. You know? <laughs> or me, because this is too bad. This is not working. Their attitude is, everything is not going to, it's just horrible. We can't. It's impossible. The boss stinks. The foreman stinks. You know, everything. It's like, stop. Peace. You see, Jesus wants us to give peace. And he gives true peace to anyone who will receive it. We're going to get to the real part of where peace comes from right now. We're going to go there for a little bit. We have a few minutes here yet. How do I get true peace? 
It comes from Jesus ultimately. Listen what he says in John 14, 27. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Peace from Jesus is a gift. I love when I hear it's a gift. It means I don't have to pay for it. It means I don't have to work for it. I don't have to pull weeds or build something. I don't have to be on my knees in prayer for months or days. It's a gift. Peace from Jesus. And he gives it freely. You know, as we're talking about peace and the fact that Jesus gave it, I'm going to give you a number of verses, but I want to look at one right off the get-go in case You've been in church for a while and you're thinking, but isn't there a verse where Jesus said he didn't come to bring peace? So I'm going to look at that for you tonight and help explain it to you. You see, that's in Matthew chapter 10 for you Bible scholars who want to go study all of Matthew chapter 10 after. I'm going to just explain it. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he sends them out to spread the gospel, to do evangelism. He sends them out And he actually tells them, go into the villages, whatever house you go, bring it peace. Declare peace over it. But he said, if they don't receive it, take your peace back. So they were going to spread the good news of peace, because he already told them that. And then they were going to declare peace on the home they stayed at. But if the people didn't receive it, take their peace back. And then he goes on to say, Not everybody is going to be at peace with you when you give the gospel. And he says these words, I didn't come to bring peace but a sword. And he says that there will be those against you and people in your own household will be your enemies. In other words, he's saying this, my purpose is for you to go and spread the good news of peace, but sometimes the result will be that people get angry and there's division from you. And unfortunately, that could be your family. So let me just give you an honest truth of how Jesus says it. Some people will not have peace with you when you accept Christ. And they may be people in your own family. But your purpose, your goal, is to bring peace everywhere it's received. Is that clear? Do you understand that? And you pray for those that hate you and despise you. And you bless them according to what Jesus said. And eventually, I believe, they too will find peace. Peace, Jesus, the bringer of it. You see, Philippians 4, verse 6, we read this about peace. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Church, you got to sometimes leave things in prayer. It's out of your control. It's beyond what you can do. Take it to prayer and leave it there. That will bring peace like nothing else. Take it to him. Ephesians 2 and verse 13 says, Now you've been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, But now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace 
to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. I'm going to stop right there for a second. Did you know that as believers, we are to be at peace with all nations and culture groups? Did you know that? By the blood of Jesus, racism or anger towards certain groups of people isn't God's way. Is everybody okay with that? You must be. You're here at our church, and there's like every kind of people here, isn't there? And you are more than welcome. Because we are brothers and sisters because of Christ's blood and what he did. I know some of you are like, do I have to be your brother and sister? Yes, you do. Yeah, go ahead. That's a great place to clap. So uh, let me continue where I was. Christ brought peace. And verse 15, he did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from two groups. You see, we're all one now in Christ. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. Well, that's a good way to say it. Hostility between people groups was put to death. Ooh, I like that. He brought this good news of peace. To you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. I got to go straight to the next scripture because I got to have time to give you this. God's word brings life. Listen to this, Colossians 1.19. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth, by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Christ's sacrifice came to bring peace. Peace in us. Peace with our Heavenly Father. Forgiven of our sins, made new. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were His enemies, separated from Him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now, as He reconciled you to Himself through the death of Christ in His physical body, as a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Wow. The blood of Christ did a lot, didn't it? You want inner peace? He paid for it with his blood so that you no longer have to pay for your past sin and mistakes. Did you know there are people that have no peace inside because of the mess they made in the past? No peace I did this, I did that. Give it to him, let his blood take it, and walk in peace. And then there are people who have no peace because other people have done things. Other people have wronged them, and oh dear. We can sometimes be thankful God has forgiven us, but we don't always want to forgive others. Did you know you can have no peace by not forgiving others? You can walk in complete frustration and turmoil inside because you won't let it go. Do you want peace or do you want to be right? Do you want peace or do you want them to pay? Because they don't go together. Let me say that again. Do you want peace or do you always want to be right? Peace. Do you want peace or do you want to make them pay? Peace. 
then you forgive and you show mercy. Isaiah 9 and verse 6. It's the Christmas season. There was a baby born. Listen to this verse. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulders. These will be his royal titles. Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. In other words, the guy who's on top. The one who's in charge of it. The one who makes sure it happens. The Prince of Peace. His ever-expanding, peaceful government will never end. He will rule with perfect fairness and justice from the throne of his father David. He will bring true justice and peace to all nations of the world. This is going to happen because the Lord of Heaven's armies has dedicated himself to do it. Jesus wants to bring peace to you and I, to every nation and to the world. That little baby that was born... That's not just a cool story. You see, that baby is the way to true peace. And of course, that baby is Jesus. Luke 2 and verse 10. Angels declare it to shepherds in the field. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly... There is with that one angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. An angelic choir booming from heaven and this is what they sing. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. What? That baby, Jesus of everything they could have said and sung about him. Oh, the miracles he will do. He will raise the dead. Maybe they could have sung that. Woo! But they didn't. Apparently, they could only sing three lines in that short time. And that's what they chose. That's what the angel who wrote the song, who got it from God himself, said. This is what we're singing, boys. This is what it's going to be. Are you ready? Glory to God. Woo. In other words, he's done it. Woo. Glory. Glory to God. I, I, I can't wait till we get to sing with angels too. It's going to be fun. I'm going to go over where they're being a little bit wild. I'm going to join that group. Woo. Glory to God in the highest. In other words, they're saying he did it again. There's nothing he can't do. And then what are they going to say he did? This little baby that he put right here. You know what he's going to do? He's going to bring peace. Peace on earth. Do you feel that? Peace. Lord, we declare peace right now. For that one who's feeling no peace, we say like the angel chorus, peace on earth because of Jesus and goodwill. In other words, he was going to give it to people. From his goodwill to people would come 
peace. You see, this season, I believe God wants you to be able to walk in peace and pass it to others. And we're early in December, and that's why I want to give you this message. Don't you dare let the season overwhelm you and cause anger and fighting in your family, cause you to be so broke that you're struggling over finances. Don't do it. Walk in peace right now. If walking in peace means a couple less Christmas gifts, have a couple less Christmas gifts. If walking in peace means, no, you can't buy that new Christmas vehicle, don't buy it. There's some wisdom right there. Christmas is not an excuse to go broke and be mad at each other for a month after. Peace. Choose peace. I want to wrap up here tonight. You see, Jesus came to give us real peace, and that peace begins in our hearts. We need to believe it, and we need to receive it. But I know for some, right now we're lacking peace. And so I'm going to take some time to pray about this. I'm going to do the prayer part, the spiritual part. But I'm also going to ask the Holy Spirit to show you what action you need to take. Because you see, peace comes through prayer to deal with the spiritual, but it also comes through the actions we choose to take, whether or not we have peace or lack peace. And we're going to pray for those around you who are maybe in turmoil and it's affecting your peace. We're going to pray and believe for God to touch them as well. Because I believe tonight he wants to put some amazing peace in us. One of the verses we read talked about planting seeds of peace. What are seeds of peace? Words and actions that bring peace. God's going to show you some tonight as we pray. What's a seed of peace you can plant in your relationships, in your workplace, in your kids? We're going to pray now. Lord, I pray right now for your people. I thank you for each one who's come tonight. Lord, you see where there's turmoil. You see where there's a lack of peace. And Lord, you said you've shed your blood for it. Angels declared it. You've put it out there and you said, receive it. And so, Lord, tonight in the Spirit, we receive your peace. And even now, I command every spirit that's trying to rob peace, be gone in Jesus' name. Every lie, every curse, be broken, leave. And Lord, where there's lack of peace because of what others have done and there's unforgiveness, we declare forgiveness. Lord, we say we forgive those who have wronged us just like you did. We release them, we let them go, we will not be in turmoil any longer. Lord, we ask that you fill us with your peace. A peace that passes understanding. A peace that is so real. Lord, fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us. Let us be people who have peace coming out wherever we go. Lord, I speak to the mind right now. Lord, we know that some are lacking peace in their mind. Others maybe in their physical body and maybe some lacking peace in their spirit. But right now we speak to the mind. I command every mind to receive peace. You see, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind, or as some versions say, a strong mind. And so, Lord, we declare peace and strength to minds. The enemy will not mess with your mind anymore. I command that tornado, stop! 
be gone. Like Jesus said to the storm, peace be still. And so I want to end this prayer right now. And I am going to ask you to declare this with me. I'm going to ask you to declare peace be still to whatever the storm is, whatever the opposite of peace is right now. So I want you to do this with me. We're going to do it a couple times. On the count of three, I want you to declare peace be still and you picture whatever storm it is, okay? So on the count of three, I want you to declare loudly, peace be still. One, two, three, peace be still. One more time. One, two, three, peace be still. One more time. I feel peace in here. One, two, three, peace be still. Woo, let's just give him praise. I believe peace has come. In Jesus' name.